Welcome again to the Babbleheads Podcast with Bryson and Corey. <laughs> you can do better. Come on, you can do better. I've heard you do better. <clears throat> Welcome to the Babbleheads Podcast with Bryson and Corey. Hey, buddy. Babbleheads, though. What's up? Oh, not much. Not much. Just happy to be back. For episode two? Yeah, though. Episode one went pretty well. Yeah, I think so. Way, way better than I could have ever imagined. Well, I assumed one person would uh, listen, and now we have 20 times that, so. That's, I mean, that's success in my book. I mean, exactly. we're, we're prolific podcasters now. Yeah, we've I had, think. We've had um, 20 entire clicks. 20 clicks. I think we should uh, sell out to Google and make our millions, and we'll be all set for the rest of our lives. I think that's a good plan. Let's do it. Yeah. You got, you got the, uh, what's his name's number, right? Mm-hmm. Dude who runs Google. <laughs> yeah, that guy. I, I know him why pretty is, well. Why does everybody know who runs Amazon and who runs Facebook? Um, As in Bezos and Zuckerberg. But see, I, I know still don't Zuckerberg know who does Google. Because of the whole fact that, you know, he's just been in the news ever since Facebook has been a thing. Oh my God. Did you see the hearings before Congress? Yeah, those are so old by now, man. Oh, but I yeah. know. But still, I watched one the other day just for... There's a compilation on YouTube of him yep. drinking water. Yep. Oh my I, God. Uh, I just... Every once in a while, you see human. a picture of it. <laughs> You'll see a picture of him with those eyes that are just like... And I just bust out laughing because... Oh. Humans drink water. Be like a human. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. But yeah, so... Uh, Episode two, we're uh, starting off a new tradition here. We with, are. With a little bit of, what is this, Gentleman Jack? Yeah, this is Gentleman. This is the, the bottom of the swill, my favorite. Yes, <laughs> yes. So, I always keep a bottle of Gentleman Jack on hand because you never know when you need a little gentleman. Like now, for Babbleheads. Uh, I think it's funny that you have the special freezing container to make round spherical ice <laughs> yes, cubes and you dropped it in and it shattered instantaneously <laughs> making the whole thing useless pointless. i might as well have just had cubes yes but you know i think we all learned a little something today about buying things like that and how they never work out the way you want them to yeah yeah that's true here's the good news hmm. i didn't buy them Ah, there you go. Well, that helps. Yeah, they came in... I buy a lot of whiskey. They came in like a whiskey gift pack. Ah. Handy, I know. Yeah, it's not uh, not too bad, the Gentleman Jack. You know, it's, it's kind of funny because I'll definitely admit that I don't know much about whiskey. And the only reason I really started getting into it was because of Parks and Recreation and Nick Offerman. <laughs> Gotta have that log of wool Yeah, in like, I don't know what possessed me... When you were like, yeah, we got to try this. I've always wanted to do it. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds good. Well, at the end of the day, it was because of uh, Nick Offerman on Parks yeah. and Recreation. I'd never heard of Lagavulin until Ron Swanson came into my yeah. life. And I mean, I used to, <clears throat> my go-to was a double shot of, uh, wow, I'm blanking on it right now. This is horrible. Southern Comfort. That's it. It's sad that you know that. But yeah, Southern Comfort, which isn't even a real whiskey. Yeah, that SoCo life. Yeah, but. it's kind of it's kind of whiskey. Soco is kind of whiskey in the same way that Jack is bourbon. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's kind of like you're close. You're it's, close. It's, it's right around there. Yeah. Actually, Jack doesn't even call themselves a bourbon. Uh, they call themselves a Tennessee sipping whiskey. That's one way to get around it. <laughs> <laughs> you're skirting the issue a little. You know, bit. Hmm, we're not a podcast. We are vocal recorded <laughs> people. <laughs> That was really clever. <laughs> hominids. <laughs> hominids. There we go. Uh, vocal recording hominids. That's what we are. Um, you know, actually, another interesting fact tidbit about Jack Daniels is the every drop of Jack Daniels that's made to this day uh, still uses the same water source as was originally used by the old man himself. Isn't that kind of crazy? It's an underground spring that's right there on their property. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. I think uh, it would be a nightmare if uh, something happened to that spring. Yeah, they kind of got all their eggs in one basket. Yeah. I feel like it would definitely change the taste of the whiskey if they changed the water. Oh. Actually, that's one no, That's one of the biggest things with whiskey, man. Seriously, that's uh, a lot of places they, they say that their whiskey would taste completely different if you took it, picked up the whole operation, and moved it 10 miles down the road. Hmm. Ah, I, like I said, haven't looked into it that much. Uh, 
but I did watch a lot of stuff on Lagavulin, and, and I think it's cool in general that the whiskeys from that area, well, Scotch actually, it has to be grown there. Well, not grown there, but you know what I mean. Because <laughs> if, if there was a whiskey tree, yeah, exactly. there would be thirty of them in my backyard. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess that has to be distilled or whatever they actually. I don't know if it's called distilled or not. So I'm showing. It is my, called distilled. Yeah, there you go. And I think it's interesting that it exists in the locations that it's made because of the things that grow around it. Yes. Kind of like 100%, wine. 100%. Just like 100%. wine. And that's why a scotch is different from Tennessee sipping whiskey. <laughs> yeah. It's like, can't really call it scotch, but, you know, we're going to try. How can we make <laughs> it sound You can't make somewhere? a scotch in upstate New York. No. <laughs> I, wa- I wonder how many people tried to make scotch in places where scotch just shouldn't be made before they realized this is just not going to work Their names out. were probably Evan Williams, Yukon Jack, and Jack Daniels. Probably. <laughs> They're like, you and, know, those people over there, they got the monopoly. We're going to go to America and make our own. Make our own scotch. And they got here, they did it, and they went, mm. <laughs> They're like, this isn't scotch. We'll call it something else. Let's and, call it Tennessee Sipping Whiskey. <laughs> yeah. That'll do it. Yeah, nothing says uh, sophisticated like coming up with your own type of whiskey, <laughs> Tennessee sipping whiskey. Yeah, I feel like I shouldn't like Jack Daniels as much as I do because it's it is definitely the Budweiser of whiskeys. Oh yeah, everybody is like, oh, I'll have a Jack and Coke, and it's like perhaps I'm a bit of a uh, liqueur snob when it comes to that because it's like oh everybody drinks that then why would I want to drink that because well you know as well as I do that I don't drink old number seven ever yeah I have gentlemen on hand and I have single barrel on hand yeah and I am still on the lookout I've yet to be in a liquor store that has it around here I'm hoping I can find it soon single barrel cask strength mm-hmm supposedly i've heard from a whiskey scotch and bourbon enthusiasts club that it's awesome and i gotta yeah. try it well i think uh the most interesting thing i learned about scotch and whiskey is the fact that having it on you know everybody's like oh you shouldn't have it on the rocks that ruins it but actually it helps you taste different parts of the whiskey and scotch is what i was told by somebody that i would consider a snob. When you gotta have it to both ways, man. That's yeah. that's where I'm at. You know, if I first thing I do when I try a new whiskey is I try it neat. Yes. You gotta let it sit on the palate a little bit, taste it out. You know, yep. do the snobbery, swish it around, yep. do your thing. Yeah. Sniff it, spoil, do what you gotta do. But then after that, once you've had that experience, you gotta throw some ice in there, dribble a little on there, let it cool, see what it does. Yeah, I think uh, I definitely have changed how I look at it because I used to when I bought that bottle of Lagavulin 16 and I was taking it places for people to try (laughs) I've quickly learned that I need to be like listen you need to sip this this is because everybody they see like a little bit of something and they're like oh I'm supposed to down this in one go and I'm like first of all that's a waste well people are used to that because in college (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know that they say there's a time and a place for everything and that place is college yeah see I uh (laughs) I am one of those people that I like the taste of it, so that's why I drink it. You know, it's like I'm not going to go and I actually like the taste of Miller Lite, but it's like I'm not going to go and like, man, I'm just going to have 10 Bud Lights or 10 Budweiser or something. It's like I'll rather have like a Shock Top's kind of a cop out, but I like (laughs) Shock Top. But, you know, the local breweries and stuff like that, the microbreweries are exploding. And it's like, I like having a good beer from uh, somewhere that it's not like everywhere. See, here's a controversial topic that for me, mm-hmm. I have yet in my entire time on this earth to try a craft beer that I liked. Have you been to the one in Rome? No. We'll have to go. The only, so my issue with the one in Rome, and obviously we don't want to say names on here, but... The one in Rome versus the one I went to... Rome, Georgia, uh, right? Yeah. <laughs> re- went out to in uh, near SUNY IT. Well, SUNY PI now. That's his own thing. But um, the one out there had a different food truck come every time so you could get food. At the one in Rome, they have no food except, like, cheese platters. <laughs> so you can't really, like, when you're going there, you're committed to, like, I am going to drink right now. There's no, 
oh, I'm going to have a burger and have an awesome beer. It's, <laughs> nope, you're going to sit down and you're going to drink that beer, which a lot of people like to do. You know, now I think especially with the craft beers, they sit down, talk with people and enjoy it. But I've been to some bars and it's like you usually have a good crowd of people that are just standing around drinking, but there's also a pretty good crowd of people that just get the really crappy bar food. Well, there was always that group of people, especially in college. I was one of those groups of people. Where you would essentially think of what is the cheapest way for me to to crack into the world of buzzedness. So you would buy something horrible. Like, just horrible. I mean, cat pee horrible. Like, mm-hmm. Keystone Light. Yep. Or Bush Light. Yep. Something really bad. Just awful. And then you would down those as fast as you possibly could, and you would buy a very small package of something good. So we would buy like two thirty racks of Keystone Light and one eighteen pack of Bud Light, because Bud Light was like Bud Light was, Bud, the, good, Bud Light was, was the, the good shit. <laughs> that was the prime, man. If you got some Bud Light, woo, Bud yeah. Light Lime. Woo, oh no, back no, no no Lime wasn't out back then. It was True. Platinum. Oh, it was the Bud Light Platinum. <clears throat> yeah, but so we would do that. We would buy a ton of this crap beer and we would drink as much of it as we could physically stomach. And then you switch to the good stuff. Nah. That's what you do. See, I uh, I definitely prefer it just for the taste. I don't really care about anything else. Oh, I've grown, I've, I've grown since then. Yeah, see, I've never <laughs> been like, oh man, I gotta do this. It's you just... always were more mature than me. Come yes. on. That's I, what it well, is. I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't say... <laughs> I have my own personal feelings on it when it comes to that, and that's what it is. But I don't limit myself to, you know, I tried it, I liked it, so I'm not going to not have it if I like it. But I also don't sit down and be like, like you're saying, man, I got to drink these three crap beers so I can get the buzz before I go to the fourth one. It's like, no, it's not that. Well, we couldn't afford to get drunk on Bud Light. That's well, the, what it boils down to. The thing is now, these craft beers are like 7-8% now. Yes, that's so, true. I mean, but they're they also way cooking. more than Keystone. Yes. yes <laughs> and Keystone, true. you didn't feel bad about pouring into your beer pong cups, and if somebody knocked one over, you were like, ah, no big deal. Yeah. I don't know. It's just yeah. Keystone. Like I said. Actually, it's probably better for everyone that you yeah. dump that on the floor. <laughs> yeah. Even the people at Keystone, thank you for that one. <laughs> they're like, these people get it. You know, they know what this is for. Do you... Do you think people that brew beer like that know exactly who their audience is? Oh, definitely. Have you ever seen a Bud Light commercial? I guess true. True. Like that's that's I Have think... you ever seen a Bud Light commercial where it's like in like a beautiful contemporary high-rise apartment in the middle of New York City and they're doing sophisticated things? No. Never. It's people jumping out of planes or dogs and horses running through the streets or, yeah. you know, it's never something sophisticated because they know that their customer is not sophisticated. Well, it's funny because our last episode was all about CrossFit and stuff. And I remember recently there was a Mick Ultra commercial that was all about fit people working out and this. I'm like, what is this commercial? And all of a sudden they crack open a Mick Ultra and I'm like, <laughs> it's valid because yeah. I've seen people do that. Speaking of Mick Ultra... A much better version of that has come out by mm-hmm. Not Mick, which is Corona Premier. Ah, see? Oh, it's so much better, man. Corona with a lime in it, man. It doesn't... Even the light one was pretty good. Well, you should try the Premier, because it has just as much flavor as the light one, but it's 90 calories and 2.6 carbs, the same as Mick Ultra. I don't know. I uh, There's a lot of beers I like, but I still... Scotch or... Uh, my go-to if I just want to sit back, because you like seltzer water as well. Absolutely. I love vodka seltzer with lime. You know, I just squeeze the lime in there. Whiskey, whiskey seltzer is good too. Get like a lime seltzer mm. or a lemon seltzer. Mountain Dew, whiskey. little known fact. Yeah. Originally a whiskey mixer. Yeah, a little known fact. It's also the number one cause of obesity ever. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> going back to last episode, I remember the days oh when God, you had yeah. so many cans and well, like, we used to have we used to have little parties, little video game parties, right? Where yeah. we'd get pizza and like a twenty four pack of a cube yeah. of Mountain Dew, yeah. and we would in one sleep overnight that would be gone. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, we, we I used could to easily get drink six to ten myself. Yeah, we get a pizza per person. 
Pretty much, yeah. And like a 12-pack per person. Yeah, essentially. And they'd be gone. Yeah. Well, we'd also, and I think probably the worst thing now, because when you're kids, you don't really care about it. And now I'm an old man and I have to sleep at like nine o'clock at night. But the fact that we were doing that while just staying up playing video games for 14 hours straight (laughs) was probably not good as well. No, I think that some of our habits as children definitely contributed to our obesity problems yeah. as adults yeah i would say so and i mean there's always the people that get lucky and have the good metabolism or yeah we have a few friends like yeah. that but i mean you also you look at them and they rarely eat as much like you're sitting over there and like you might be chewing on chips they fill two equal bowls you're both eating it for the same amount of time but Except you're doing fistfuls <laughs> yeah you might have done like five but like my father with popcorn. I don't know why he eats popcorn because he just <laughs> opens his mouth and inhales it like a vacuum and scoops the size of his hand. He will down a small popcorn at the movies before the first of the previews is done. <laughs> and I inherit a lot of my bad eating habits yeah. from my father. Yeah, and I'll are. find myself just being like, and I'm like, where did all that popcorn go? And then one day I made the challenge of eating it one thing at a time. It was torturous. Like your body's like, this is not right. There's something wrong here. And if you eat that way for long enough, it's kind of like, yeah, yeah, this is how things are supposed to be. This is my life now. Okay, I get yeah, it. I'll, right. I'll adapt. My stomach is so my stomach got so huge at one point. It's like I could eat a pizza and a half by yeah. myself in one sitting. It's like no big deal. If working That's out, not natural. If working out your stomach actually did something and like you gain <laughs> muscles for that, if there we was like ripped, if there was a six pack for stomachs, we'd have like an 11, 12 pack by now. <laughs> and I mean, it's that, but again, you look at that and I've done a lot of research into all these diets that talk about like intermittent fasting. And then you look back and it's like the stuff we used to put our bodies through because we just binge on like as we got older, alcohol. But even when you're younger with all the sugar and oh, pizza yeah. and stuff. Well, even when as an adult, I was drinking sugary drinks with my alcohol. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's what we did. In fact, <clears throat> I'll, I mean, in, we'll go back to college because as I said before, there's a time and place for everything and that time is college. What we used to do a lot is um, we would do Jaeger bombs. Let's think about what that is for a second. I mean, first of all, Let's think about Jaeger. First of all, it's Jaeger bombs, not Jaeger bombs. Jaeger. It's Jaeger. It's Jaeger. Jaeger bombs. We are American. <laughs> is Jaeger. So, <laughs> so we would do Jaeger. As you think about what Jaeger is, <clears throat> it's a drug. It's alcohol. It's pretty strong alcohol. It's not the strongest, but it's up there. And then you take that depressant and you mix it with pretty much the strongest stimulant that you can buy over the counter outside of pill form in the form of Red Bull. And uh, you put those two together and you put it in your body as fast as you possibly can, hence the bomb part. You yep. don't normally sip a Jaeger bomb. And there were there was a time when we took that the next step further and we did what was called a grenade. That was an interesting, interesting uh, sort of physics equation. So you take a glass, <clears throat> you fill it with a whole Red Bull. Mm-hmm. Then you take a shot, two shot glasses. You fill one with uh, Jaeger. Is it Jaeger? Jaeger bounds? Yeah, yeah, Jaeger. No, no, just Jaeger. Jaeger, Jaeger. Meister. And then you fill the other one with Patron. Oh, right? And it was called a grenade because the Patron is the pin of the grenade. You rest the two shot glasses in the top of the cup so that they suspend each other. And then when you're ready to do the drink, you pull the pin, which is the, the Patron, you do the shot of Patron, and then by the time you're done doing the shot of Patron, a Jaeger bomb has formed because the shot has mixed with the Red Bull, and then you pound that. These were a bad idea. I'm sure. See... <laughs> a lot of fun, though, because they were interesting. I'm... We started talking about whiskey and how we like it either neat or on the rocks. <laughs> You know, we don't generally mix it with too much stuff. No, not a lot um, anymore. But I think that's the thing is I've I wish, gotten... I, I love to mix my whiskey with cigar smoke. That's my favorite thing. But I uh, I think that I've always been a proponent of 
if you don't like the taste of alcohol, why are you drinking it? Yeah. And then it comes down to just the, <clears throat> Like the people who have to take vodka with like 13 liters of fruit juice. Yeah. It's like at that point, everybody knows why you're drinking. And I think that's kind of immature. There's a big difference between drinking because you enjoy yeah. the experience and drinking because, man, I need to get drunk yeah. now. And I think that's where people run into problems. And each have a time and a place. Yes. And that place is college. Yes. <laughs> yes. But um, despite that, when I worked at the restaurant, I had to learn how to mix a lot of drinks out of a booklet. So I didn't know nothing about it. Like I, At that point, I was pretty innocent when it came to the liquor world. Yeah, you didn't hang out with me. We lived together at college. Yeah, but you never come and you never no. went and hung out with me. No, I, I was didn't go hung guy. out with ten guys in the weird dorm room, just standing around <laughs> looking out the windows. Yeah, that wasn't me. But uh, I, we had me and my buddy Pat, who worked there, had basically our own section of the restaurant, and we ran that by ourselves because no, almost nobody ever came out there as far as staff. So we had to clean up the tables like they tried to help but it was just so isolated that we were we liked it we were kind of on our own and uh one woman comes in and goes i'd like an alabama slammer and i'm like okay and i go to pat oh does one pat is like a mixologist and i go pat alabama slammer he's like i don't think i've ever made one of those <laughs> so we are like file like through this file system trying to find one and he's like holy crap there's a lot of shots in this thing confession and, I don't know what an Alabama Slammer is. I'm about to tell you. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I wish I could make them as good. So Pat made one and I watched because I was enthralled. And, you know, there's always a little leftover. But, you know, so we made the Alabama Slammer and it is Southern Comfort, Slow Gin, Amaretto, then a little bit of orange juice and a little bit of cranberry juice. Now, if you take a normal size glass... So, pint glass. You're left with maybe an eighth of the room at the top for the fruit juices. That's how little you have left <laughs> of, like, anything but liquor. And, dude, that was so good that we always kind of, at the end of the night, we had to clean and mop the entire room we worked in. So what we did is we would order our dinners. We would sit down, have like a full-on dinner in this upscale Italian restaurant. Sit down, have our things, set our places and everything. And we'd just sit there for 15, 20 minutes <laughs> and enjoy our dinner. And I tell you what, it made cleaning up afterwards a whole new world. Because you drink that entire Alabama Slammer, you feel pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. And I mean, it tasted amazing. <clears throat> So I used to make those all the time, and it's been so long now, I just can't get the mixture right. It was like, I think it's like a double of SoCo, one of each of the other ones, and then the other stuff on top. And you have to, if you're going to try this at home, double of SoCo, one Slogan, one Amaretto, then you have to put in the orange juice, then you have to put in the cranberry juice last. Okay, so speaking of layers layering your beverages mm -hmm. you've reminded me of the worst thing i've ever experienced in my life mm. it's called the cement mixer sounds enjoyable doesn't it so for those of you out there who don't know what it is and god i hope you don't know what it is it's baileys you take a a um a shot of baileys so you get a two ounce you know a two a double shot shot glass yeah you pour one shot of baileys in there and then very carefully, you pour on top of the Baileys one shot of lime juice. Okay? So what happens is when they're sitting in the shot glass, it, they stay separate. Then when you throw the shot back, you leave it in your mouth. You're, supposed, you're not just supposed to instantly swallow it. You leave it in your mouth. And as you leave it in your mouth, the I don't know if it's the citric acid in the lime juice or what, but some chemical in the lime juice causes the baileys to curdle why would you ever do that so it happened to me as a joke on me i feel like that's what it's gotta <laughs> be i don't feel like anybody's like man i love the cement mixer it's gotta get me one it's of more those. of a party trick than anything else i think yeah. people are like hey man 
you got to come over here and try this thing. You're going to love it. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. is almost word for word. And I feel like I've been a DD a lot. And it's a different world when you don't drink at all and you're around people that are drinking a lot. And you're like, I feel like in that situation, I would have been like, no, this sounds fishy. I'm not doing it. <laughs> but you were probably like, oh, what I could was, go wrong. I'm sure I was probably half in the bag at the time. But uh, that does bring up a good point. My uh, favorite mixed drink at the moment would probably be a Moscow Mule. Shout out to Scott for That's making probably the best Moscow Mules around. Uh, the only thing is he doesn't do the mint, which I wish he would kind of put the mint in. I kind of wish he'd put a little more vodka in. Yeah. I think see, they're not strong enough. See, I like my Moscow Mules with a lot of lime. So I, I just made some like two weekends ago. Oh, thanks for the invite. I did invite you. I invited you 100% and you, couldn't, you didn't come. Oh, no, I don't remember that. That was uh, fake news. my uncle's party. Fake news. That I invited you to like several times. I even texted you a bunch of times about it. Fake news. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> don't where's you the, dare call me CNN. Where's the proof? <laughs> so I made him the other day, and I made a pitcher, like a gallon pitcher, yep. and um, I used an entire bottle of vodka in it, and they were so good, so good. And I used what so I vodka? used an entire. Uh, I think I used whatever Sobolewski. Sobolewski. Yeah. Sobolewski. It was mostly because I just didn't care. I was getting one for something cheap, but not. Not Barton's cheap. See, Tito's is really good. I Tito's was Tito's. is my go-to, but yeah. in this case, I was a I was a baller. I was a baller on a budget. Yeah. So I went with that. I used uh, I probably put oh two cups of lime juice in it, mm-hmm. and oh no, it was like a whole bottle. You know, like the big. Oh, you wait! You said two cups. Yeah, two oh, cups. Yeah, yeah, that's enough. <laughs> I, thought, I don't know what I was thinking. Maybe like I was thinking like those little things you used to take pills. Like that's what I was thinking. Oh, that's not enough lime. No, 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 oh, that's plenty. No, like lots of ounces. And uh, and then I cut up two or three fresh limes and put them in there to simmer once simmer in the fridge. Oh yeah, that came out stellar. Drank that all day. That was what, good stuff. Uh, ginger beer juice. Saranac. Oh yeah. That's that's the thing is like that's the only one I've had a lot of Moscow mules, and I've had some good ones. Uh, you know, out in Syracuse, they have I can't even remember the name, but uh, they have one restaurant that has like five different flavors, and the strawberry is pretty good. But when it comes to the good old fashioned Moscow mule, Scots are probably still the best. And maybe I'm a little biased because you know we just I mean we would go through. Who knows? You haven't had mine. Yeah, you might exactly. like it more. I put more lime. Yeah, exactly. And fresh lime. That's and fresh. I cut up fresh lime but every you time. But you got to do the mint. I'm down for mint. I'll buy some mint leaves and yeah. throw them See, in there. See, my neighbor made, uh, it's not Moscow mules. It's it's a different kind of mule. It's red, and they put mint in those. I want to say it's a Kentucky or Kansas. I don't know. It's some kind of mule that like <laughs> we're like, Moscow mules aren't American enough. America. We need to make our own. <laughs> we'll it, make the Budweiser of yeah. Moscow. Mules. And I'm pretty sure it has bourbon in it and uh, seltzer. Wa- it has bourbon, seltzer water, uh, and other stuff. I can't remember, but it was pretty good. But she she ran out of lime, uh, not lime. She ran out of uh, mint. So she put actual mints in there. Oh God! And it didn't taste that bad. <laughs> But I'm not a big fan of mint, so I took it out. Yeah, but, no. Uh, it was really that not life. that bad. But, uh, yeah, so those are mixed drinks that I think we both enjoy. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I have I have a lot of mixed drinks that I enjoy. But at the end of the day, if I had the choice between sitting down with my favorite mixed drink mm-hmm. and my favorite glass of whiskey with some ice and maybe a cigar, I'm picking the whiskey and the cigar. I don't know. It depends on the case. I think there's a time and a place for everything. And it's you're, college. Yeah. <laughs> you're at a good barbecue and having good barbecue, a great craft beer is the perfect You've thing for obviously, me. obviously never had a great bourbon cigar and barbecue. See, I'll never smoke a cigar. Just, I have enough breathing problems as it is. You'll never know what you're missing out on, my friend. I, I think I can get away with this one. Oh, but, just um, a great Maduro cigar, a nice dark wrapper with some good barbecue holy moses yeah see uh it's adding smoke to your smoke yeah see i just there's certain cases where there's certain flavors you want from the alcohol and that's what i'm saying you know a good barbecue nice beer 
That's one of the best things that Jack Daniels is good for. Oh, is yeah. barbecue. Yeah, well, have you... So, I have to say TGI Fridays, the Jack Daniels burger and the Jack Daniels ribs. Never had them. Oh, dude. So, <laughs> I went there, and I the first time I ever had their Jack Daniels sauce, it was the ribs. Oh, my God. <laughs> so amazing. I feel like you're wicked basic white girl for saying the yeah. TGI Fridays so, are so good. Y- yeah, right? Have I you mean, been to Applebee's, though? <laughs> it's, it's the so best good. mozzarella sticks in the world. Those riblets, though? <laughs> But no, seriously, so I had it. I'm like, man, that sauce is good. That sauce is dope. <laughs> I don't know why I would ever say that. That was just ridiculous. But anyway, that sauce is amazing. We'll let it that out. So um, uh, I had their Jack Daniels burger. And I like, oh, I didn't want to leave. It was so good. So I go to Scott and some buddies and I'm like, listen, we're going out to Syracuse. And they're like, why? And I'm like, that's the closest TGI Fridays. And they're like, are you dumb? I would have looked at you and said, overridden. We're going go, to Texas Roadhouse. I know, right? <laughs> I I get it. I completely get it. But I'm like, trust me. I'll buy your meal if you don't like it. I'm telling you what you're going to eat. You're going to get the Jack Daniels burger. And we get there. And Scott goes, I don't know. I think I'm just going to have this other burger. And I'm like, No. <laughs> No, you're not. You know how many times we've been back to TJI Fridays and gotten that burger hey, every time? Thanks for the invite. I've never been to TJI Fridays. Fake news. But anyway, <laughs> uh, oh, we'll go. We'll go. And I'm telling you right now that anyone who's listening. Babbleheads episode three podcast. Corey treats Bryson to a Jack Daniels burger. Right? You're treating? <sighs> no. Oh. But um, yeah, I just... It's something where that sauce is obviously not good for you. Of course not. But, and then... It's made of pure high fructose corn syrup, probably. I felt bamboozled because I went into Tops like two years ago. Yeah. Two years ago, looking for some hot sauce. You know, both you and I love our hot sauce. Oh, yeah. And then uh, I look and I go past the barbecue sauce and there's Jack Daniels barbecue sauce. Don't do it. And I got it. it. And I was so excited. I sent pictures to all my friends that I feel privileged enough to take to TGI Fridays. You know, my real friends. Right, right. Obviously. (laughs) So I'm sending them pictures. I'm like, dude, we're going to make our own burgers. We don't need to go out to Syracuse anymore. Get home. Immediate disappointment when I open up the lid and I'm like, what the hell is this shit? (laughs) This doesn't look like Jack Daniels sauce at all. So I'm sure I could probably look up online how to make it. That sounds like an awful lot of work. Exactly. That sounds like more work than hopping in your car and going an hour away. Exactly. But, yeah. Well, I think we've gone pretty significantly down the rabbit hole of whiskey to round our round off at burgers somehow. Yes, yes. I think that's pretty good. Uh, so, in general. What's a, what better thing to talk about after yes. getting drunk than being unemployed? Yes, unemployment. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, we've both had a interesting year it's been different yeah uh you know we uh, had the privilege of working together and then we had the privilege of being told that we were no longer working together <laughs> at the same time <laughs> as 176 other people yes. everyone was kind of like wow you know that that happened and i think a lot of people are still probably in shock over it yeah so long story short we'll give you the uh tldr of this story uh the company that we both worked for uh closed Yep. In, in January of this year, the last day of January of this year. Yep. And uh, we lost our jobs, obviously, because mm-hmm. the company closed. And uh, we both got our first foray into the world of unemployment. I had been on an unemployment before. Oh, you yeah. had. Yeah, see, when you work seasonal, and this is kind of a pretty good racket for anyone that's like, thinking about traveling during the winter if you work up here in upstate new york and get a seasonal restaurant job you can collect unemployment while being you know you know somewhere else you know you have to stay i think you have to stay in new york but i can't remember the whole i don't know if you do with the seasonal jobs because i don't think they require you to look for employment no they don't so So, don't quote us on this because we are not unemployment experts but I'm pretty sure with seasonal jobs, you can do whatever you want during the time of off-season. Yes. 
then that that's how I understood it. Um, so it was pretty good racket. You know, I, obviously you can't go down to Florida and be making tons of money doing another job and then still collect unemployment. That, that would be pretty sleazy. Yeah, that and would be somebody, unethical. namely the IRS, would probably find out. And you'd and be in a lot of trouble. You're going to get a couple knocks on your door you're not going to be pleased with. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that was, I mean, I was young and I was right out of college when I got that job. So, I actually, I think, was I still in college? I can't remember. But, uh, yeah, so this was the first real one where it's, like, slapped with unemployment unexpectedly. It wasn't, like, at the restaurant. I was like, okay, we've decided we're going to close the season today. And it's like, where am I going to get my money? What am I going to do? <laughs> no, it wasn't like that. It was, you know, this well, was the first time where it was like, The experience hey. for us both was totally different, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, I have a family. Yes. And a house. Yes. With a mortgage. Yes. Two cars. Both with payments. Etc, 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 etc. You mm-hmm. are a bachelor. Yep. You live in an apartment. Yep. Which is not very expensive. Nope. And you have a decent amount of savings. Had. Had a decent amount of savings had. at that point in time to kind of buffer you a little bit. Oh, yeah. And I uh, I think it's pretty... I was okay. Um, you were in the situation where you needed to find a job as soon as possible. Right now. Yeah. So I kind of always held out hope that something would happen because I could. We were hoping our company would reopen. Yes. For those of you out there who don't know. Yes. In fact, they did. Yeah. They did reopen. And they, I was the, uh, I don't want to say stupid one. Yeah. But they called me up and they said, hey, we have this position for you and we would pay you the same amount that we were paying you before. And I said, no. Yep. (laughs) No. Because, uh, as you said before, I really needed a job. So I was out pounding the pavement day one. Oh, yeah. And I had found a job that was willing to pay me more than I was making. And I went back to the place where we worked and I said, listen, this is how much I need. And they needed me enough that they gave it to me. So I was silly. I was silly enough to be excited about that. Go back and then proceed to have the worst few months of work of my life Mm -hmm. with people yelling at me and being upset and angry and mean yeah. Downright, downright disgusting in some areas, and uh, only to. So when they closed the first time, the when they closed the first time, they were kind enough to do it the right way. They paid out everyone's vacation time. They paid out any unpaid sick time. They paid out everything, and they closed it down. Well, when I went back, I had vacation time again because I still had vacation for the rest of the year. Um, I had a bunch of stuff and, uh, the last week I worked, I didn't get paid Mm. because they just said, we're going to have to send you guys home. We'll call you when you can come back. (laughs) So not only did I not get paid for my last week of work, I also technically never got fired or or anything from my job or, or officially laid off. So I actually had to send in a resignation letter. Yep. <laughs> How stupid is that? Pretty stupid. I, uh, yeah, I think... Uh, but I, I got a new job, obviously. Or Otherwise, I wouldn't be sitting here. I'd be curled up in a corner weeping. Crying, yes. Um, waiting for the people to come and take the keys to my house. Yeah, I think you hitting the pavement the first day is an understatement. You hit it that day. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. said we're going to be closing at the end of the day, and I was looking for jobs. Yeah, they were like, listen, there. you'll find out by this time if we're going to stay open. And then, like, a Remember few when hours, our most dedicated person in the engineering department, our boss, was still working? Up until after, the moment we left. After they told us that we would no longer have a job at this company, yeah. he was still working. On projects. On projects for the company. Yeah, I just, I think part of it was just the complete shock. That's an employee you want to hire right there. Yeah, I just, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, we were both like, what are you doing? Like, come on. And he's like, I just got to do something. So, So, I mean, while he was doing that, I was looking for jobs. Yep. And you were twiddling your thumbs. I was sitting over there with my feet up on the desk being like, well, this sucks. I think we were listening to Joel Rogan. Yeah, probably. <laughs> you know, that, I, that, you know what, man? I will always miss that job because we had it was you and I there. We yeah. were we we're eight. We we're about eight feet apart. Yeah, 
we would uh, shoot rubber bands at each other's faces and Nerf guns at each other and yeah. whatever. And we would listen to Joe Rogan or we'd listen to this, we'd listen to that, we'd listen to all these podcasts and uh, and we just have a good time. Yeah, you never know, man. You never know what the future holds. But I That's think true. I guess technically we're working together right now. Yeah. And I mean... Not that we're making... We're spending money to work together. Yeah. But it's all good. Yeah, I think... Uh, yeah, the whole... I think the whole unemployment thing is a lot sleazier feeling than I remember it. Yeah. I have to agree with you. Because obviously, before when I did it, I mean, I was young. They just gave me, they like, go online, sign in, accept it, answer the questions, you're done. Which that's still the same. But you have to go to these meetings. Oh, I have a story about the meeting. Oh. So I never ended up going to a meeting. Mm. So here's what happened. I had, I got the letter from uh, unemployment office and they had requested my presence and by requested I mean mandated my presence (laughs) at a meeting um, for a certain Wednesday. I don't remember the date. Um, I had already scheduled an interview for that Thursday Mm -hmm. and I had three other companies that were looking at me to schedule interviews. So I called the people that it said to call. And I said, hey, my name's Bryson, and uh, I don't think I'm going to be able to make it to that meeting on Wednesday. And they said, you have to be at the meeting. And I said, well, uh, there's a good chance that I'm going to be in an interview that day, so I don't think I'm going to be able to make it to the meeting. And they said, you have to be at the meeting. And I said, listen. I'm probably not going to be at the meeting. Yeah. And <sighs> and she goes, uh, she goes, listen, if you have an interview for the exact time of the meeting, then I will need to know the name of the company, the number of the HR department, and you will have to give that to me so that I can call them and verify that you will be there. Yeah. And I was immediately disgusted because I am not that kind of person. I, and for the type of jobs that we are applying to, which are professional level positions, they're not. We're not. We're not applying to be a dishwasher at a restaurant. We're engineers. Yeah. So we're applying for a professional position. I'm not giving the number of the HR department to the company that I'm trying to apply to, so yeah. that you can call them and make sure that I'm not a scumbag. Yeah. So I was rather upset. So. I called the company that I was interviewing for on Thursday and I asked them to bump my interview up to Tuesday. Yeah. So they did. And they offered me the job on Tuesday. (laughs) So I called on Tuesday and basically told them where they could put their meeting. Yeah. (laughs) And the woman's tone, it was the same woman. Her tone completely switched 180 degrees from you have to be at the meeting to Oh, congratulations. I'm glad to hear that you found a position. Is it a good position? How is, is it comparable to your old position? I'm like, don't try to suck up to me now. <laughs> well, in their defense. I can't I, imagine. You're right. I can't yeah, imagine how many people the, a day yeah, call with that same call. But I, I feel like, I don't know. Unemployment is one of those things where you can only get it X amount of time. Your employer has to pay for unemployment. Yep. So it's not coming from the government. Well, well part it's part of it. It's definitely. But, I mean, your employer pays into it. It's just it's an insurance program yeah. essentially. Your employer has to pay an unemployment insurance. Yeah. So what kills me is that you have a limited amount of time you can be on unemployment. Why to, waste your time yeah, <laughs> to be eligible for unemployment? You had to be either let go or that's it. You have to be let go from your yeah, position. You can't quit your job and go on yeah. unemployment unless you can, but you have to like be able to prove that you were sexually harassed or something. Yeah. So already you've run into people that were attempting to work at a job that have now lost their primary source of income. And on top of that, you have to meet requirements to get it. Now, granted, there are people that are just idiots that will do something really stupid and get fired. But you know 
what happened, especially in our case, to lead to us being on unemployment. Yeah, it's not like it was a secret. 176 yeah. people in this county, which is not a big county. We have, yeah. like, one small city. Yeah. And it's like, you know, why is this such, like... I, I didn't mind that they had these meetings. You know, I thought they'd be helpful. And the one-on-one ones were pretty helpful. But the majority of them were like, I know what I know all about this stuff. And it's like... What killed me is the stuff that says unemployment is not a right. And I go, why not? Why isn't that something that if you lose your job, you're guaranteed that assistance? All right. Here's a point of contention between us. I don't disagree. I mean, I wait, 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 wait. Pump the brakes. I do disagree. (laughs) So here's my issue. There are so many other programs that people can exploit and exploit to the umpteenth degree that do not require you to first have a job that you then get let go of from. And I then would... with this one, you have to do all these hoops to jump through with the constant threat of, if you don't do what we say, you are going to be audited. It's like, okay, oh, good. Fair. My argument is none of that is a right. None of the programs that people are taking advantage of are right either. Why Why would they not? Why do you think they should not be? Especially since your employer pays into it. Okay, so I don't think that your employer should have to pay into it either. I think that that system shouldn't even exist. That's... in Okay, in an ideal world that you live in, Preston, <laughs> I do. I live where in this everyone... world where I got fired twice this year. <laughs> where everyone is Jesus himself. Come down for you to sacrifice <laughs> themselves for you. Your boss would never be like, you know, we're not meeting our quotas. We got to get rid of someone. Boom. And then you'd be like, I don't have a job. What am I going to do? I have no money. Oh, well, sorry. There's nothing to help you. You just have, and especially in our, imagine. All right. If you will, hold on. Imagine, if you will, that you were let go from our previous employment and did not have let me redefine something for you there's a big difference between a right and a privilege okay so a right is something that you are guaranteed from birth as a citizen of this country Mm -hmm. there's a very short list of those Mm -hmm. and they're attached to the constitution right Mm -hmm. unemployment is not a, a right. It's a privilege, like driving a car. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So, maybe it should be voluntary. I do think that... Maybe if you want unemployment insurance, who says the government has to provide it? Who provides health insurance? Not the government. Who provides auto insurance? Not the government. Who provides house insurance? Not the government. Why couldn't a private insurance company offer you unemployment insurance for a fee? Yeah, but that's a whole different thing. The, uh, ah, I think, but it's a viable no, solution no, no, no. to a See, non-public option. So I think the unemployment should be an option for everyone in the cases where it's like you need it. Because you and I have both worked for a while. I've worked since I can remember. And then my fir- 14th birthday present was my working papers for my mother. Pretty much I since I was 16. You, you were before me because oh, your parents were uh, business owners. Yeah, cheap labor, man. You know, have kids. Free labor. Yeah. All so, you got to do is pump food into you. Yeah, so... Um, <laughs> and Mountain Dew. Yeah. So, if it came down to it, I would go... I've done it before. I went and washed dishes and worked as a server. Even though I had a bachelor's degree in computer science, you know, I was on the road peddling windows yeah. with a bachelor's degree. So that's the thing is that that's what you do. You work when you need the money. I worked all the way through college too. Yeah, see, I I didn't do that. five years. I did my time at Home Depot. Okay. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yes, you did. But the thing is that unemployment is great for people that have a high skilled job, like. Look and just think about for a second how lucky we are that you and I found jobs doing pretty much what we did before plus some. Yeah. Like, what are the odds? Pretty good because we're awesome at it. Yeah, totally. (laughs) I mean, we're good at it. But I mean, still, like, there's not that many companies in upstate New York. That build furniture? Yeah. And then it's like, okay, uh, 
how many of those companies are going to be looking to hire engineers? Well, neither of the companies that we got jobs at, of the two companies, let's do a sample here. Of the two companies that we both got jobs at, zero of them were looking for people. Exactly. <laughs> Until this all went down and they're like, hey, we could probably use some. Yeah. Yep. It's been an experience. It's been a roller coaster this year. No doubt about it. No. Yeah. No, there's been no emotions here. I saw you crying in the corner earlier. No, I wasn't. With your wine. You were mistaken. With your wine. I was chuckling wine. in the fetal position. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just, I think it, obviously a lot of people were upset and disappointed and a lot of stuff went down, but it's just. And it's in the paper in case everybody wants yes. to follow the comedy of errors. Yes. The company's open again. Yes. Which, Yeah. But yeah. I don't think they're looking for engineers right now. No. And I just, I think the whole thing was a, I don't think anybody that worked at the company was blindsided, except maybe our boss, by what happened. Because the writing had been on the wall for at least a couple weeks before. Yeah, but you know what, dude? People, people say that kind of stuff about every company. Sure. The company I work for now, people on the floor who are out there building furniture are like, this place isn't doing as good as it used to do. Yeah, but this this was different. This was different. And I think, you know, it just, in the end of the day, it just kind of happened. So I think that our experiences on unemployment have been quite different. Yeah, you got to sit around and play video games and play yeah. with your balls. <laughs> I, I had to get out there. balls. <laughs> Who does that? Right. Uh, I did get a dog. You know, there are only two types of men in the world. The ones that play with their balls and liars. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right. Yeah, I think uh, you make a valid point. And it's just, it's something that I hope most people don't have to deal with. Because right now, it sucks. It's, it's tough. And I think you have to be willing to go outside. I mean, you applied to a lot of jobs that were not the same. Thing. No. You you were in the position where it's like I have to put food on the table, right? And it's, I need money, and I need it now. Yeah, it's scary that it can come to that point for anybody. And I mean, the sad part is that unemployment doesn't really cut it. And when I when I lost my job, I had an eight month old. Yeah, and a brand new house. And I had bought a house six months prior to that. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, and then you ran your car through your your garage door. We don't need to talk about <laughs> and who drove your car through what. Yeah, that was really interesting. I did have to buy a new garage door. We'll leave it at that. Yeah. There was no things related to it. It was just I needed a brand new door for no particular reason. Yeah, because you're an excellent driver. <laughs> Says the guy who's never driven a manual in his life. Doesn't matter. I haven't hit any garage doors. What if you tried to drive a manual? <laughs> You'd bring you drive my car right into my office. <laughs> yeah, we'd see, we'd see. Challenge accepted. But, all right, I think that was a pretty good uh, stopping point. You know, yeah. Talk about things and stuff and life and how things go. Yeah. Do a little bit of babbling. Babbling.